Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. Lock the gate! All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck, stickers? What the fuck, stickers? Have I said that before? Anyway, welcome to the show. I am Mark Marin. This is WTF. Thank you for listening. What a year it's been, huh? I've got no list of things to share with you. I've got no best ofs. I've got no breakdowns. I don't really uh, believe in lists that much, except when I'm on them towards the top, then, then all of a sudden I'm very excited about any list. But other than that... I'm not really a list guy. My guest today, Renaissance man, Adam Goldberg. You may know him as a musician, as a photographer. Perhaps best you know him as an actor from Saving Private Ryan or Dazed and Confused. But uh, to me, he's just another nutty, half-Jewish guy. We had a good time talking. You'll enjoy it. Okay, good. What have I been doing? I've been, uh, you know, hold on a minute. I'm going to go get a book. Uh, Drew Friedman. He's going to be on the show soon. Drew Friedman. I do not know if you know Drew Friedman, but he's a genius illustrator, a genius comic artist. Uh, I think the first time I saw his work was, hold on, what was that called? It was uh, Any Similarities to Persons Living or Dead is Purely Coincidental, which he wrote with his brother, Josh Allen Friedman. Their dad is Bruce J. Friedman, the uh, amazingly brilliant, dark uh, short story writer. From uh, the 70s, Warts and All, he also wrote with uh, his brother. Private Lives of Public Figures. Old Jewish Comedians, one, two, and three. But this one is new. If you're a comic fan, Heroes of the Comics, Portraits of the Legends of Comic Books. This is a nice Christmas gift. This is Drew Friedman, great, um, great comic artist. And he wrote all these little pieces on uh, like people like Max Gaines, Harry Chesler, Sheldon Mayer, Craig Vessel, Jerry Iger, Will Eisner. Al Jaffe, Stan Lee, all these people that I know very little about, but you comic heads, it's a beautiful, Mort Drucker, Mad Magazine, folks. Am I right? It's a beautiful book. So if you want to pick that up, Drew Friedman's Heroes of the Comics. Uh, It's got a forward by Al Jaffe. Al Jaffe, who changed my life through Mad Magazine. Did Mad Magazine change your life? Changed my fucking life. Anyways, love Drew Friedman. I did talk to him. That interview is forthcoming. Everything's all right. I'm trying to uh, not cry. I'm trying to accept myself and others. I'm trying to uh, put love out into the world. <laughs> oh, my God. It's screener time. I'm a member of several unions, and some of those un- unions have awards. I get these screeners because I'm a voting member of this or that. 
I watched uh, Still Alice with Julianne Moore about the woman who gets early onset Alzheimer's. She's the fucking best actor in the world. Oh my God, I've always thought this. I want to talk to her so bad. I want to talk to her so Do you know that like years ago, I guest hosted four episodes of Later when they were looking for a replacement for Greg Kinnear. And I just always so badly wanted to interview Julianne Moore. I was terrible at interviewing, but the people I ended up interviewing, who did I end up in? Was it, what's that comedian's name? Jessica, oh shit. Lisa Ann Walter, Robert Loja, um, David O. Russell, Roger Ebert. Those were the four I ended up interviewing. But I never got to talk to Julianne Moore. Anyways, Still Alice is is a profoundly moving little movie that I was watching with Sarah, the gal I'm dating, and we were it was one of those movies like I think Americans have sort of a they really need their movies to end well. They really need their because I've heard that some people are like, I'm not sure about that movie. There's no reason not to think that's a great movie, other than the fact is it's about a woman with early onset Alzheimer's, and it there's no way it can end well in some respects. See, that's the twist of that movie because I'm midway through that movie and I'm saying like, do we, do we even need to watch this? But I want to watch Julianne Moore, but like, this is brutal. You know, Alec Baldwin's in it and there's a great supporting cast, but where it goes at the end and what it takes you through as she deteriorates with this disease is profoundly human. And the way this thing ends is so perfectly poetic that it's, it's celebration of, of, of humanity through this trying, tragic story. It really, it flipped my, I like, I, I really, after that movie, after I watched her, like, her performance is spectacular, but the way that button at the end, the way it ended, I was sort of like, you know what? You know, life is what it is. And, uh, and it, it doesn't end well for anybody. Maybe if you're lucky, you go quick. But uh, it's a very human thing dying. There's nothing you can do to stop it, but it is part of it. It's part of the journey, but uh, see it. Julianne Moore is amazing. I went and saw Inherent Vice, Paul Thomas Anderson's film. Loved it. Don't know what anyone's problem with this is. It's based on a Thomas Pynchon book. I believe Thomas Pynchon had a hand in the creating and writing of it. Paul Thomas Anderson is a genius. Even when he's inconsistent, he's still a genius. But man, this this movie was a journey, a, a sort of um, kind of uh, lyrical, poetic, half-hallucinated jaunt through the transition from the 60s to the 70s with all the layers of crazy, pensionesque bullshit, all the paranoid, weird connections that he invented it. I guess it's a private eye movie. I don't think it fucking matters what kind of movie it is. It's just layered and funny and bizarre and loaded with uh, with real the real guts of of what the United States was like at that moment. And I I have a hard time understanding it. And I think uh, hopefully I'll get to talk to Paul Thomas Anderson. I think that might happen. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to give you. And like any of his movies, I'm going to have to see it another four times. Did I, after, did I mention Adam Goldberg was on the show? What do we got to do now? We, let's talk to Adam Goldberg. 
much. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school, or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature, and now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Foxed Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Foxed Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts. Did we? What do you use it with? You got your in here? Right here? So what? What? What are you recording to? Into the computer. <laughs> I really I thought this was gonna be a real to real thing. Because I really <laughs> I really assumed. thought I was really yeah. full on yeah. analog. Yeah, this is all disappointing. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. No, I was like, no, is it Pro Tools or what? <laughs> no, it's GarageBand. All right, all right. Uh, that would have been hilarious. So I was like, <laughs> check, check, <laughs> the wheel, reel to reel is yeah. going. Gonna, yeah. So, wait, so you go, where'd you go? Germany? Palm Springs. Oh, you mean like a couple uh, years what ago? What was the performance thing? Oh, right. Okay. So, I, I briefly had a, a record label uh, called PS, Played Again Sam. You have a lot of big ideas, Adam. I do have a lot of big ideas. <laughs> yeah, execution. So this, yeah, this is the from this is the Goldberg sisters. That was the record that, that played I, against Sam. The right. played against Sam exactly. records is that's your right. record label. That's not my label. That's the label that picked up that record and made me go to Europe. So, the, and this is the most recent one, Strangers yeah, Morning. That's the one I would say I'm arguably most proud of, just because that was the one. I don't necessarily. It's to me the most cohesive and personal, and and well, I, I played everything on it. So by that by that alone, and all the songs were written in the same general time frame, whereas the other things were almost more gathering material over a period of years and playing with different musicians. But the like, last one was 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 all sort of me in a, in, a, in the course of a year. So the Germans here, which one? <sighs> why, why do you keep thinking it was Germans? I don't know. Didn't you go tour in? Uh, yeah, no. I, yeah, didn't yeah. you just say? Did someone? I go to Germany? Yeah, but they, I, don't I think thought I, you said somebody bought you gear, or they need, needed to. I, I did. I did. <laughs> just funny that you think it's Germany. Uh, I, I think I just said Europe. But, oh, but uh, I, I, I think it's the same. It is true. Ryan thing. It is true that I am fixated with Germany, but I mean, you couldn't have known that. Uh, Maybe uh, I could have. No, you could have. How long have you been fixated with Germany? I don't know that I'm fixated, by, but I did go to Berlin, and I did feel haunted by it. Really. I did, yeah. And wh why? Because well, of... I, went, I went there. I took a very well. There's two reasons why. I mean, first of all, I went there to visit the ex-girlfriend who thought prog rock was music made in Prague. Was from Berlin? No, no, no. But she was working on a on a on a, mo a motion picture there. Yeah, a movie. Right. And so, <laughs> what? I was trying. I thought if I thinly veiled what it was by calling it a motion picture, how about a film? I, I get, yeah, She's it was working a film. on a film. It was then? hardly a film. Really? No, no, not, she, was... not to disparage. The, the upcoming filmmakers, yeah, by well, calling your ex girlfriend's yeah, movie in Berlin, yeah, well, barely a film. No, it was, it was a, doesn't matter. The point is, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if it doesn't matter. It, it does matter. But, but I was, <laughs> I was going because the last time I didn't visit her on a film set, she broke up with me from the film set, and in this uh, case, she uh, broke up with me anyway when she got back on the way on the way back from the airport. But you made the effort. I did make the airport and I have a, a, effort. And I have a horrible fear of flying. And it do was, you? 
horrendous. I'm a horrendous flyer. For how long? I even had to bring a buddy. You're not going to take notes. For how long? Since uh, around 13 or 14, around the time of But how do you anxious. function? I mean, I... Uh, horribly. I you, function horribly. You're anxious, like, now? Not as bad as if we were doing this on a plane. <laughs> but... Not great. <laughs> I suggested that to my assistant. I, I don't know how Adam feels about this. It's weird, but I feel Could like- we take a commuter? If he's going to bring all this gear, yeah, we should we rent might, a plane. We should, get, we should go to San charter Francisco. Charter one. Yeah, exactly. we charter a plane exactly. to, for Adam to record on. I think that's probably the next record. It is the it's next It's about step. your fear of flying yeah. and, and your attempt to overcome it sure. by recording in the sure. air. Sure. It's that Erica Jong book. What is it? Fear, fear of flying. flying. It'll be my, my musical interpretation of it. But the anxiety thing, that's ongoing? Since only about the age of 13. Oh, before only, that, everything only about, was great? Everything was pretty good. I didn't, I, no, I don't think it was. But I don't think I was aware of the fact. Well, you don't remember. Wasn't. Yeah, I start looking back. I was like, oh, there were signs. I had head headaches every day when I was nine years old. But I, of course, I, I had no self-awareness. So right, I, no, of course. All right, so wait, let's let's work backwards. So so I went to You went Berlin. to Berlin. The reason why you were haunted by it, you'd been there before with this, uh, to tr to chase down this girl and try to make that work after you blew it before. Well- and she was working on a film that is not really to be spoken of. Well, I mean, no, we shouldn't speak of the film, but we should know. We <laughs> never should not, speak of it. Never <laughs> speak of it. But um, <laughs> no, so I went. So I went for that, and actually th thought the place was really fascinating. You know, yeah. but I took a very dark bent. I think you know, and and, and uh, uh, I took basically the sort of. Took a very historical. It was a very historical vacation, historically bent vacation. In other words, I t I went to. I was like, "Where's the nearest concentration camp?" So, you said that to somebody. Look, I don't care which one. Where did Jews die? Basically, <laughs> basically, I looked in the Fromers and, and I was like, "Where's the closest concentration camp?" Because we're not going to go for five hours. <laughs> we're not going to go to Poland, right? We're exactly. in Germany. Well, they have them here. Ex <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which actually, I wasn't really. I didn't I don't know how many there are. There. Well, there's one that's right outside of of, of was Berlin, like which Belsen, was or? which was an early one. No, no, can't remember the name. Oh, an early one. A very so early they, one. We're home there it was it was very it was the early you don't remember the I, name I, I don't know i want to make it uh i don't remember the name you just needed to go someplace where jews died i did a on, lot on of mass, jews yeah. right and it was upsetting yeah it was also imagine if you went to auschwitz i mean this was a smart i wanted to go to auschwitz we we try we wanted to we couldn't fit it in right i became then obsessed about i wanted to see the mall i wanted to go to the big one you know how many are there like 12 I, I don't know. I'm not an expert. Although Netflix thinks I am because every fucking time I log on, they suggest, and literally now they suggest a uh, human lampshade. That's the, I'm, not even, I'm, not fuck, I'm not even, I'm not fucking, I'm not kidding Is that a movie? There's some fucking documentary about the- Whether it really is a reality yes, or not? Yes, exactly. And is it? I wouldn't watch it. I actually started to. I yeah, turned but, it off. It was about three in the morning. Because that's one of those myths that we heard when we were in Hebrew school. That's I don't right. know how, how Jewish you are. Well, that's what are. they're trying to do. I went to Jewish day school. Yeah. Uh, first of all, my mother wasn't Jewish. Right. Uh, but I went to Jewish day school. Well, you know what that means, right? Yeah, but my penis is Jewish. Um, and <laughs> but your dad is very Jewish. My dad, my dad isn't, although over the years, uh, uh, he's become, I feel like, increasingly Jewish. Like, this is a man who does not know how to operate his email, yet somehow manages to forward me almost on a weekly basis Israel some kind stuff. of Zionist yeah. propaganda. Yeah, my or, dad's like that, too. I got one today. But Did you get only, one today about the shield? No, no. But I mean, this I don't know if they're in the same loop or not. I, but I started finally sending sending rebuttals back because it was getting to be a barrage. And I have a good relationship with my dad, you know. And but he was never. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I never thought. I thought he was Jewish, like me, Jewish. You know. Well, what triggers it? Like if they don't get triggered by uh, some need to connect with 
a spiritual thing, they become very loyal to Israel. Is that what it is? Yeah. I don't know why. But it's also... Well, I mean, yeah, I do know why because... It's happy and, that's, and it's like... It's like I don't get invited to, ironically, right? Because I'm mm-hmm. considered, you know, quite Jewish, or I'm considered, you know, what I mean. People you who did know that me, to yourself. Well, I, I well, I, I, I think there, I have another point point of view on that. But I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think it was done to me a little bit. Um, I mean, like sort of in vitro. But the the point is, yeah. is that uh, I never get invited to seders. I always want to. I don't either. Never. I'm, and I'm more, my mother's Jewish and right. I don't get invited. Nobody invites me. But my dad is very happy this, happy that, happy blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. this shit, I swear to you, did not... I didn't get a bar mitzvah. They didn't give a fuck. Right. Um, but now, like, he, feel, he wants to feel connected. He found Israel. I would say he didn't find God. He right. found Israel. That's right. I think that happens. He's probably Republican now. He started to move further to the center, not... But then he moved back after. It took the entire first... Sec, you know, Bush Jr. term. The second one or the first one? Second Bush. Yeah. But it took his entire term for him to to move back to the center left. <laughs> right. Because he was he was going right over. He was he was in Iraq with Bush. Right. Basically. Well, nine eleven fucked a lot of people's heads up. I guess so. Yeah. And he just he just kept moving further and further and further to the right, and it was just to the point where you couldn't even I couldn't couldn't have a conversation with him. So you and now it's the it's it's this you know Obama was just like I mean you can't oh you know it was. Uh, no, I mean, it was like the second coming for him. I mean, yeah. it was so confusing. Politically, I love the man. Anyway. I've, so you grew up here? I grew up in Los Angeles, yeah. The whole time? Yeah, I moved. You got to, brothers and sisters? N- well, my father and my stepmother, when I was in my 20s, had two daughters. So you have you have 20-year-old half-siblings? Basically, f- yeah, teenager and a, and a, and a but teenagers. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of... And your mom is where? She's in Topanga Canyon. She's a, a, a therapist, psychotherapist. What kind of therapist? A psychotherapist, a therapist for psychos. Okay. A psychologist. A psychologist. A psychologist. She not, has a a not a psychiatrist. Not so a psychiatrist. So she has people come over, she has a, a practice, and she's got regular customers, right. and yeah. she lives in a nice house, and the office is in the house. She she does have a home, but the home office thing is very recent. Oh, really? Yeah, she mainly had a, 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 a she has an she has an office in Santa Monica and 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 in her place. She's always she been a, a therapist. Not really, no, mm. no. Uh, That's she, new. She was a uh, she was a, a showgirl. She wasn't. No, but uh, she was a when she met my dad. I think she was. A, no, my mother's gonna fucking kill me. When, she won't hear. No, it. No, no, no. She'll hear everything. She hear, She's probably <laughs> hearing this now. Somehow, not live. The mother that you've implanted in your brain is hearing it, no, no, and, no, like, and she's doing a very good job. No, no, no. But like we went over, we went out of town over the weekend. Yeah, we went out the, you uh, and your mom, my girlfriend, um, my girlfriend and I, and and this couple mm-hmm. uh, that we know well, and and I. Much, you travel I, with couples? Not usually, not usually. How'd that but, go for you? But we uh, we wanted to try the the swinging thing because it's like we're a few years into the. No, no, it's they're ni- a nice couple. They they she my girlfriend's business partner. No, do you know how to do that swinging? No, not swinging. Anyone can do that kind of. But I mean, do you know how to sort of like oh we're going to spend a weekend? I was with li- another couple. Yeah, I have to tell you, I was well as as I am about most things. I was a little. I was a little anxious, but yeah. but uh, it turned out fine. It yeah. turned out lovely, actually. It was yeah, nice. And we had, had sort of done it before with a different couple at the same house in Palm Springs. You had a nice grown-up time? So Well, I pretended to be a grown-up, and they were actual grown-ups. Right. Like, I cooked once, but I fucking went into a full panic, and I, and I tried to conceal it. What kind of panic? Like, I don't have this. I can't. I, was, I, I didn't have enough sauce. I was fucking... 
uh, I had made too much pasta for the amount of sauce. They wanted to help out in the kitchen at the same time, and I didn't want to say no, 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 don't. Yeah. But really, it makes me fucking insane when there's someone there. Like, uh, do you need now this? they're gonna hear this? What are you talking about? You don't think your girlfriend knows this about you? She knows this, but but the Clark, other couple, Clark and Lauren, don't. But look, they now, they know I'm well, crazy. Now we know they right. know I'm crazy. I don't know right. if you're crazy. Are you crazy? You're just like a little neurotic and anxious. Oh, I don't think I'm crazy now. No, no, no. I mean, I don't think I'm. Uh, no, no, I don't so, hear voices. Right, no, except so, when I'm sleeping, which I when I actually do. Do you hear voices? voices? I have hypnagogic hallucinations. Hypnagogic? Yeah. <laughs> hypnagogic. You yeah. had to look that up. Uh, no, I didn't. Have, well, I had to look it up because, yeah, I had to look up, you know, what it was that was. In fact, I learned about it. What does it. that mean? It's like, you know when people say they've been abducted and they yeah. describe that sensation? Mm-hmm. That's all they're describing. So that's, that's what happens to you when you sleep? Yeah, but I don't go around saying I've been abducted. Were you? No. What I'm, what I, what, my point is, is I th- I'm working backwards here. I think that we're they- working, I don't know if we're working in any timeline. <laughs> like backwards would be impressive, but I- <laughs> I, I, I think I think that people when I think they we're say trying they, to land somewhere is what's happening. I, I think when they say they've been abducted, right? Uh, oh yeah, back to Palm Springs. So my mother texts me, "How's the eggplant parmesan?" My point being, yeah, is that I at one point had told my mother that Lauren, yeah, one of the members of the couple, yeah. the female member of the couple, right. Clark and Lauren, made an amazing eggplant parmesan. Okay, and how that was interesting because I don't like eggplant, right? Or eggplant but you parmesan, enjoyed, but I love hers. Wow. What do you think so, it was? Is it because sometimes the eggplant, if it's not cooked all the way she through, makes it's it real and, flat and fried or something like that. I but it's soft, right? Though I mean, I, I can't remember. I had it once, and it's just. It, well, that, what what was your experience with, that turned you on it? The, the point was, I remember enjoying it. I obviously mentioned this to my mother, and as soon as we land in Palm Springs, I get this text from my mom: "How's the eggplant parmesan?" You know, something along right, those lines. So right. when I said to you, "Oh, she's going to hear this," oh no, she's not going to hear this. Right. I said she's hearing it now. Right. That's what I meant. Um, she knew you had it. Hypnagogic hallucination. So. That's like an alpha state. You're half asleep, right? And you f- and you hear things, mm-hmm. and you're aware that you're asleep, mm-hmm. and you can't do anything about it. And 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 some people who've who've described I think that's you- called date rape. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically, what's happened is is I've been I've been roofied a series of times by various family members, and you watch, and I'm them, having some PTSD, and they're forcing you to listen yeah, to them. That's yeah. right. That's like exactly <laughs> right. That's right. You like, have what to- is that moaning? <laughs> That sort of fucking sound, because <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't remember dreaming that. So, um, people so, who have lucid dreams, yeah, um, or, or I've been having them lately, and you can control right your dream. So it's very similar, but you're not really visualizing anything, right? And you're hearing things, and I've done things. People who've had out of body experiences, right? So I told a friend about this many, I had many one years of those, ago. One of those, okay. So you all the time. You have them all the time. Uh, Are you here now? I'm here right now, okay. but when I'm sleeping, yeah. And it depends if you're overtired is usually when it is. Right. Um, so years ago, I told a friend of mine about these these states I had, and I was mm-hmm. hearing this drilling sound, and I right. felt like I was being sort of bored into the bed, like I was going dr- dr- somehow driven into the bed beneath me, and it was horrifying. I was f- terrified, and it was around it was the year I went to college. I say the year because I, I dropped out the following year. Right. Um, and uh, you know, so I sort of thought I was maybe having like a nervous breakdown or something. So he said, that's amazing. I've been trying to to induce that experience. Here's this book. I've been reading it. And he'd been trying to induce these out-of-body experiences. What was the book? I don't remember. And But it was some book about how you can induce out-of-body so experiences. So that didn't interest you? Well, to me, it reassured me. Right. Because I that thought, it was oh. possible that you have a gift. 
that I had a gift, that I was touched. <laughs> that I was touched. I don't even need to read this book. Right, I'm touched. doing it now. So that's what he said. He's like, basically, you're touched. Yeah. So later that week, maybe, I, I began to have this experience again. And I was being drilled into the bed and felt paralyzed. Drilled into the bed? Was there? A, I, I, I don't know how to explain it. It sounds like like, like, is it like a pressure. Yes. But you're. There's... But you're, I'm face down. Oh, you're face down. Face down. Oh my god. That's... And like you're sinking, like you're falling, like you're falling, like you're falling. Like right, you're falling. but not. But you're being. But there's. You're being compressed into something. Yeah, not falling. Well, but there also is a sensation of falling. Right. Um. But let's let's get let's 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 track it. Mm-hmm. So you you grew up an only child. That's correct. With a, a at least a, a Jewish looking father, and yeah, a mother who was, my mother is very olive. Olive, yeah. But so you okay? So that's so you're in. Where'd you grow up? What part? Well, I grew up Santa Monica. No, my dad lived on the west side, but I my parents split up when I was five, uh, and. That oh, that's that that's early. That explains it. That explains something. Your parents got divorced. No, yeah, they did, and it was devastating. I was thirty-five. Were you really thirty-five? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you devastated? No, not at all. Not really. Yeah. I, it was hard to figure out who to live with, but it was my choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, I. What are you gonna do now? You're taking pictures. Yeah, I, I yeah. This is I've I've my interest is waning, and now your interest is no. Waning. I'm kidding. It's it's obviously because things are getting too deep. What do you mean too, too deep? intense? I and I'm hiding you, behind my camera. Ask you where you grew up, and we're already in we're in the weeds. No, no, we're good. Uh, so I grew up in the middle of town, like the Wilshire District. That's the weirdest place to grow up. This is like ill defined. It is very ill defined. I never what, knew in what one of those apartment buildings? No, I lived in a house which I cannot fucking stop dreaming about. I had a very d- recent dream about. Are it you being recently. drilled into the house? I'm not being drilled into the house, but I, 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 but I I do have surreal. I mean, it's a dream. Of course, it's fucking surreal. I had a dream the other night that involved my ex girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Who I, who we were planning on having a child, right? But it, it ended badly, and I was in a house, and I don't know who else was there with me, but there was a sliding door out onto a patio, and my friend Jim Schubert, who I haven't seen in years, mm-hmm. well, no, he was been in here, but I see him around. But he was outside, and he was throwing a fit about something. He was mm-hmm. like losing his fucking mind. He's mm-hmm. a comedian. And I opened the sliding door to find out why he's freaking out, and then it turns out he's mad at me. And then I turn around, and there's some there, the people who were there trying to slide a large box, mm-hmm. a lot uh, of sliding, yeah, a, a sliding a box into the through the glass door. And I was worried my cats were going to get out. Mm-hmm. And then I went back into the house, and then I'm in my grandmother's living room, and the stairs that go upstairs, the woman who I used to date is coming down the stairs, mm-hmm. very pregnant. And she walks in with this other Michigas going on behind me, and I look at her and I go, "I had nothing to do with that." And she's like, "That's a real nice thing to say." Mm. And that was the dream, huh? What want- the fuck is that? Well, do you want to talk about it? It's not. It's not how, time how, for how that. Ex, how ex of a, of a girlfriend? About a year. Uh huh. You haven't seen her in a year. No, but I. Do hear- you still feel a little haunted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, but that, what does that got to do with Jim Schubert and whatever the, the large well, box there's a lot, maybe a lot of day residue in there as well. Did you did you day residue? That's right. true. Yeah, that's did what you, it did was. You just talk to him, get a message from him. No, but I, at the comedy club I was working at, he was coming the following week, All so right. I saw his picture right. every night. Right. So he. So okay. That's, that's why what he it's called day residue. Yeah, that's why he was there. Mm-hmm. And what he represents, of course, is, is me. You know. Yeah, probably. I'm on the outside screaming. Yeah. And uh, and I just can't get. I don't know. Yeah. Well, keep what? talking. <laughs> 
I, my work is almost done here. <laughs> Keep talking, yeah. and I can't get that box into the house. You can't get and the I, box and I'm worried. House. I can't. I'm not. You're making, having. Tr- you're having. I'm not work. making changes because I'm afraid to, to, to. Well, you don't want to take responsibility for something. Also, is that true? I, well, the sounds, I, it does. Like yeah. yeah, she's yeah. not pregnant. Right. No. 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 I know. Well, we're, I, not, yeah. Maybe that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, did you did you instigate the breakup? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Do you feel guilty about it? I feel it saddens me, but I didn't see a choice. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if it's guilty, mm-hmm. but it's sad to make to- choices that yeah that uh, that maybe part of you is not emotionally uh, wants to do, but it has to do. Did she live with you? Yeah. She lived here. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you grow up in Wilshire. I grew up here. I I went to school at a at a, at a private school called Oakwood. In North Hollywood, where a lot of like famous people, but not the went. weird one in the Santa Monica, not Crossroads, not but Crossroads. it's but it's similar. There okay. was three. I didn't actually get into Crossroads. I'm still bitter about it. I was waitlisted. Have you tried recently? Uh, <laughs> I probably, <laughs> I guarantee you, I would not get it now. Uh, <laughs> what little I can, I retain from Oakwood. So what is Oakwood? Do we mean famous people? Like movie? oh, it was just like it was celebrity people. Yeah, it was just one of the. It's like there's sort of three. Well, there are several. Fucking L.A. Yeah. for one thing. So but what's your old man do? Like, were you in show business? No, he's in. The, he had a wholesale food business until really recently called Goldberg and Salvi Foods. Really? Yeah. A, imp- and like his a, father was in the food business. Import uh, exporting type he, of stuff. Or? He was he to to. Uh, Sold food to restaurants and and oh, air, really? institutions, airplane, right, air, right, right, right. And, a distributor, yeah, yeah a distributor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you and, go? Were you did, part of that? Did you drive a truck? I d- no. As a kid, I used to answer phones there. I thought yeah. it was really exciting. The, you know? At the warehouse. Yeah. 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 Down, and, and, and Vernon. Yeah. Where you know you remember in Cary where they go and get the pig's blood. Yeah. That's was right near where we worked. Really? Mm-hmm. It's an interesting point of reference. So every time I see Cary, which isn't often, but when I see it, I yeah. smell it. Oh, because what? it stinks down there in Vernon. Is there? It smells a, like it smells like. There's a lot of butchering going yeah, on. Yeah, it smells like pig. So your parents split up when you're five, and you're going to this fancy school. When what? Were you upset? Uh, well, for, I didn't go to that school till m- many years later. I went to a. That's when I went to the Jewish school for after they split up, and I used to sort of like. I would like to. Exa- I like to exaggerate the divorce because I yeah. think I wanted it to be. More, I like to talk about it a lot. I remember a girl I was trying to impress in the second grade asked me about my dad, and I mm-hmm. said, "Well, you know, you know, it's like Star Wars because mm-hmm. I had just, I guess, seen Star Wars, right?" You know? And I, and she was like, "Oh, you mean he's dead?" Because I, 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 I was alluding to Luke Skywalker right. having it, and I was like, "No, but I only see him on weekends," you know. And I was like, "Because I thought that was kind of cool." Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, no, I thought I, to be honest, I thought I took the whole thing in stride, and I think it was only really in my mid thirties that it, it, I started to realize that uh, it really fucked me up. When you I'm, start to ask questions about why you are the way you are and track them back, because here's what happened: yeah. as, as I went to therapy so early on that it almost became how old? Very early on. Are you afraid to say? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. I, I, the first time I went to therapy, I was nine because I was getting headaches every day. Okay. I was very briefly. Right. Then when I was 13, I began to have horrible, horrible anxiety episodes. Like I what? Couldn't, couldn't go in. Oh, well, I was, it started in a math class and I thought I was going to vomit in the Over a class. problem? No. Oh. It was completely out of left field. Like I thought I just had the flu. Right. Um, but it became evident that uh, I was having some kind of, you know. Not connected to anything. It seemed no. It seemed irrespective. Of, I mean, I didn't like math. I was bad at it. Right. I mean, so maybe that's why it happened when it happened. Right. But but I mean, no. Then it would be elevators. I couldn't go to plays. I mean, the funny part is plays. I couldn't <laughs> see plays, but I was in plays. Like 
as a kid. A lot of people have that anxiety. I, like, <laughs> how long? How long is it? <laughs> is it, is, is it not that kind? Not that kind. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I was afraid I was gonna like be stuck in a theater in an elevator. Right. I mean, it was acute for a few months. It was right. really acute for right. a few months. Like, I couldn't go now. And wh- how were you able to track that? What did what did you find? What did you figure it out to be? Well, I started to go to therapy, you know, and you start to talk about it and you, yeah. ident- you know, just the talking about it, you know, makes it less sort of monstrous or whatever. But I, I guess my point was, is because I'd been dissecting this childhood of mine from so early on, it ceased to have the sort of, I think, as my analysis of it, ceased to have the kind of impact that it would have maybe if I had just started cold at 30. So in some weird way, I had taken, oh, yeah, well, of course, the divorce. Oh, and of course, this maybe too, too close relationship with my mother and maybe this awkward relationship with my father and, you know, whatever it is. But and, when you're and, and you start to say that you start to say I, you, you identify it early. Yeah. You say it so much it starts to lose its meaning, like a word, right? It starts to lose it's its value. It's not connected to anything. It stops feeling like mm-hmm. anything. And at a certain point, um, I think maybe when I stopped going to therapy and then maybe started again or whatever it was, or maybe it was when you know one certain relationship fell apart and you're like, Jesus Christ, I'm 36 years old. You know, what the fuck is, this is not funny anymore. Wait, I can't get my shit together. Yeah, I really, yeah, there is something, there's really an issue. I'm, I'm 50, so, you know, you're looking down the barrel at. Listen, man, I'm, I, what? I'm 40, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be 44 this year. I mean, and, but it's all the same. We're all basically 80 at this point. I mean, what, no, do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't. No, we're right? not. Well, a little bit, though. No, it's not, not a year goes by, five years go by. You don't have kids. Not exactly. That's a whole other story. What does that mean? Well, it depends how. It depends how dark you want this episode to go. What do you mean? I I'm, <laughs> I can handle it. Um, yeah, we uh, we had a. I haven't said this. I haven't talked about this at all. So who's we? My girlfriend and I. We've been together for several years. Okay. So we we had a. Uh, she was pregnant. People know this because in whatever social network land. Yeah. You know, so people say, "Oh, how's your baby?" So we had a stillborn child about a year and a half ago. But, uh, and I, you know, haven't, you know, talked about it. I mean, of course I've talked about it, but not in any sort of public fashion. It's horrible. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Totally horrible. And also horrible because I had been ambivalent about having children. Yeah. What's weird that you had that dream, by the way. Yeah. And I talked to you about it. Well, it's weird that you said, yeah, yeah, that's strange. Anyway. But so did you know, were you aware that that was going to happen? No, no. no. Oh, really? No, I mean, it was like. The day of thing? It was four days after the due date. I mean, we were just. That's devastating. Yeah. No, it was uh, horrifying. And it was also like my worst fear. So, you know, and I, I, there's been a few, you know, in the past, I don't know, six or seven years, mm-hmm. life got as disturbing and frightening as I had always kind of imagined it was. I don't Everything mean, you had prepared for. Like a friend of mine died in 2005 in a really horrible way, mm-hmm. um, who was a really, really, really close friend of mine. And, um, you know, up till then, it was a lot of existential masturbation. You know, right, uh, sure. I, 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 I had a very good life. Well, I, I think that- ang- And I have a very good life, I should say. I mean, you know what I mean? I had, I was not, I was, I was very lucky. I had, you know, grandparents that live a long time and- Healthy parents, and yeah, so what? They got divorced, and so what? I, you know, yeah, I'm in the same, yeah, what, yeah. you know, got vertigo spells. But and the weird migraines. thing about anxiety is that, like, anxiety turns away specifically to try to protect you from against from those realities. Like, you know, your brain's just working every angle out of fear. Of course, yeah. And and then when real shit happens, yeah. there's no way to be prepared for no. that. And it brings you right into the present. There's no. nothing you could ever imagine. No, I. One of the craziest sensations I ever remember, I remember having is when my friend. 
had had died um you know i i had to i found out while i was driving on the freeway and i had to pull you know i had to pull over uh on on the side of the road and i had to call a friend of ours and you know start i guess sobbing i'm not sure but you can't even identify what was well i don't remember if it was like i need i don't remember if i was just so incredulous at the point at that point i was trying to sort of do some sort of recon yeah or if i was crying it but i remember when i went to the funeral there was the whole thing was just devastating. It was this woman. I feel like I should identify it. It's this woman, uh, this twenty-one-year-old girl, who who I guess had gotten into a fight with her mother, <clears throat> and said wanted to kill herself. So she drove a hundred miles an hour through the streets of Chicago and rammed her car into my friend's car to kill herself. And he and his two friends were on their fucking lunch break. You know, they all worked at Shore. Yeah. We're lo- I'm looking at Shore, right? The be- <laughs> looking at a microphone that yeah. says Shore. So they worked at Shore Microphones. They did. Yeah. Huh. And uh, they were just on their fucking lunch break. And this woman, you know, just kills them. I mean, like instantly. Did she die? No, of course not. And she got time served and she can go fuck herself. Right. Um, And she, anyway, so, so. So that was all confusing. What the hell had happened? Right. Blah, blah. So, anyways, you go to this funeral, and they, 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 you know, three people in a, in a kind of, and they were all musicians, and uh, in Chicago also. I mean, I think there's it, it branches out. It, it's far reaching. Yeah. I think the the the, the community. Yeah the, yeah. the effects of something like that. Anyway, at this funeral, which was like packed or whatever, you know, there was only three of us that that I guess spoke three friends. And I remember getting up there and I had this crazy, uncontrollable feeling. I couldn't, I don't know that I've had that feeling. Well, the only other time was when, was when my son, you know, yeah. uh, baby died. Um, where I, I I simply had absolutely no, I had lost complete sense of my faculties. I had no, uh, I, I absolutely no, uh, there was no, there was no skill set. There was nothing I could rely on, and and you couldn't simply go, you couldn't rely on let like let's say your anxiety. There was nothing, there was nothing between me and the and the and the pain of trying to speak to this crowd of people, um, and there was no, um, uh, like sort of theatrical artifice I could rely on. Like that you were was consumed with emotion. Consumed with emotion. I mean, I'm not breaking ground here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah. No, but it's a weird feeling. Yeah, that, it is. Because like, like I've cried in front of crowds. Right. And it's it, when you feel it coming, what what do you? <laughs> You're drowning. It feels like drowning. <laughs> it does, but yeah. like, but there's that moment though, where you realize that all right, this is an appropriate place to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all feeling grief. And right. It does, it's it's not right. out of context. Right. You know, I'm not. You know. I'm <laughs> right. Right. Although I have to say, there was still this little self-aware part of me because I. You know, I've always been this way and have been sort of obsessed with movies since I was, since I can remember, and always observing myself and always sort of imagining the cinematic version of whatever reality I was in at the time and blah, blah, blah. In other words, not fully being present, I guess you might say. There was still this small part of me that went. You're really I, anxious. <laughs> you're writing this down <laughs> on a sticky note. Um, so, but there was a part of me that yeah. that stepped back and thought, I hope I'm. This doesn't come off as disingenuous. In other words, <laughs> you were self-conscious about being. Well, because I, get it, I, I get said it. at one point, "I'm sorry," because I was trying to read this fucking thing I had written in the goddamn car ride, you know, and I just couldn't read it. And I, so I said, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry," and all I could think of was the, the 85 movies I had seen, where someone's like, "I'm sorry," yeah, "I'm sorry," "I'm sorry," just "I'm sorry," and I thought, "Oh fuck," you know, this this these are his parents, you know what I mean? And like how. I, I don't want to. I, I kind of wish you would have said exactly what you're saying to me, 
there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I, I don't want to see seem disingenuous because right. I'm not I'm really right. feeling this. Right. I'm but you sure. have to understand that I'm a little self conscious. Right, right, yeah. That would have gone well. <laughs> that would have gone over well. Um Did you get through it? What happened? Yeah, I got I got I got through it and it was and I got a really lovely this sounds fucking horrible. I got, look, I got great feedback on it, Mark. <laughs> got really good feedback. I fucking ki- I killed. Nailed it? I nailed it. I fucking nailed it. <laughs> Oh boy. Um, so you've had this horrible couple of years. Well, starting in 2005, there was a, so yeah. Well, that so that year was the same year that the girlfriend in question, the one who thought prog rock was, was music made in Prague. Yeah. That was the first time that she she split up with me. It was also the the year that my film, the second film I had directed, had come out. But it was after three years of being in. And, and, and kind of a... Where are these movies? We tried to get these yeah, movies. Yeah, I know. And... Well, that's what I was going to tell you. I mean, it was a, I love your work. You can kind of find. Scotch and Milk was was a film that, that I had made when I was 25 that that I crammed to the gills with jazz. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Couldn't license it? Basically, yeah. yeah. I think now I probably could because the deals, licensing deals have become much more, well, manageable and, and I think appropriate. But... Uh, what did you learn from these this this horrible event with your uh with the the stillborn and, mm-hmm. and with you know the the losing of the friend and and i imagine you're talking you're telling me that this relationship was sort of the beginning of the dominoes falling the breakup and what have you i think what i learned was is, is that i'm an incredibly resilient person and not just that i am that people are incredibly resilient they are they're built to handle they're just incredibly stuff. fucking yeah. resilient and that so you know after i after this one year where this you know, movie came out, and it came out for a week, and after I'd been fighting to push it out in the theaters for two years, my first of all, that year began with my dog dying, my dog of nine years. You know? yeah. Then then the breakup, a TV series I was on, it was canceled after two episodes. Which one? Called Head Cases. Yeah. The film came out for a week. The girlfriend dumped me the day after my 35th birthday on the telephone. On the telephone. Yeah, and I had to move out of the house because- You were living together. Yeah. Prior to that, I owned this fucking fantastic little house that I sold to Giovanni, who was on your show. Yeah. uh, In Silver Lake um, for what was now would be an inconceivably small amount of money. Right. With a pool, but, oh, I'm in love. Right. And you're much richer than I am. The girl was. Yeah, so let's make the most financially fucking self-destructive move. Yeah, I'll give up my life and move in with you. Fucking- um, so, but I, you know, I rebuilt my little life and then got back together with her as soon as I, 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 I had fully, when you went to back to Berlin constructed, no, I, so I got a house and had this, my, my life. I was dating a girl and, uh, Roxanne, that's my girlfriend. So she's, she's pregnant again. This is something else. I'm, we're not telling We weren't going to tell anybody until, I mean, it's obvious you can see her. She's gigantic. But we weren't going to tell anybody unless you ran into her. Right. But I feel I would feel, be remiss in saying, oh, we had this horrible thing happening without saying. Were, were you able to get through it and be supportive? But does your anxiety enable you to be there for other people? I mean. Or, no, I mean, this is the thing. Yeah. The th- I'll give you two examples of, 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 yeah, how counterintuitively, in fact, it does. And, or, 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 or yeah, I, yes. Uh, in, in other words, you have to be aware. I, I, there is a part of me, right? And it's it was and, and and what I have learned and what I learned from that and what I learned when there was a, a guy that was in our house at four in the morning, is is uh, standing over my sleeping girlfriend. Uh, this is something else that happened a couple of years ago. Um, over Roxanne, yeah. You woke up. She wo- Well, I was playing guitar upstairs. It was four in the morning. She was asleep, and uh, I just hear her screaming like a horror movie, like a fucking horror movie. 
So I run downstairs with my guitar. As a weapon. Yeah. My 1965 ES330 Gibson. Mm, Over my head. Yeah. And uh, there was this guy who looked... At the time, it was just confusing. He was sort of this preppy, kind of handsome. He looked a little like Andrew Garfield from the Facebook movie. Yeah. I mean, I guess now he's Spider-Man, but, yeah. at, but at the time he was... However um, you want to see him. Well, that's how I saw him, because that, that movie had just come out. Spider-Man, you would have been up against something. With that's the true, guy, the, that's true. The Facebook movie, you could handle. <laughs> I could handle that guy. <laughs> I, I, well, that's what I kept thinking, though, because I kept thinking like... And she kept thinking that. Like, we must know this guy. Why is he standing in our house? Like, you're going through this thing where... So the only thing I could come up with is the guy from the Facebook movie yeah. must be going to somebody's party. Right. And he must have walked in, even though it's impossible to get... I mean, the way he had got into my house is so circuitous and kind of treacherous because it's dark and you have to walk up this very steep hill and blah, blah, blah. You still in Silver Lake? Uh, no, because... No. Right. But, but close. Yeah. Los Feliz. Yeah. So anyway... Whatever. To make a long story short, I, I scared the guy out of the house. But what came out of me was this incredible amount of like, I mean, like I was ready to fucking kill the guy. Yeah. He was bigger than me or whatever. But I mean, and look, if the guy had had a gun, the guy had truly been a threat. Who fucking you knows? Maybe know. I sized him up. No, I don't. To this day, I don't know what it was. He was a guy who kept saying, is this so-and-so's house? And no, and Was it, he drunk? This is what everybody says. Was he on drugs? But I mean, yeah, he had no kind of affect. So maybe. Yeah. But he didn't look like a... He looked like a, I mean, maybe he was like on ecstasy. You know what I mean? He looked like a preppy guy who would be on ecstasy. Right. Maybe he was on acid. I right. don't know. Weirdly, a week later, Moby, who I don't know, but I read this, was uh, had an intruder in his house. You'd it, really have to climb a hill to get to that house. In the morning. Yeah. Who apparently was on acid, and I guess Moby made him fucking breakfast. And the difference between me and Moby, and I'm sure there are a lot. Um, You're not as lonely. It's, it's, I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to say anything. I'm just saying I'm sure there's a lot of differences. Uh, to answer your question, you I can be there for people. Yes, yeah. and 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 that and and that's one of the the only thing I suppose positive to come out of this experience with which one <laughs> with with the with the pregnancy. Baby, yeah. yeah, is that well, congratulations I, that you're expecting again. Thank you, but I we're not. I'm telling you as a as a. As a to balance the story out, right. but I don't feel. Unfortunately, we're both fucking Scared. freaked out. Yeah. It's just not fun. Scary. It's just not fucking fun. Yeah. How 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 long are you in? I don't know when this is going to go up. You might have a child by the time this airs. Right or not? Another. You know. All, all right. Well, that's how I just that's how... try to be optimistic. I know, but it didn't work last time. Although, actually, I don't know that I was optimistic last time. Which, of course, then I did. You get to... any answers about it? Yeah, some very kind of oblique mm. things. Um, like we had these extensive sort of tests done, yeah. which showed some incredibly, if you Google it, you will find an, a paper which cites an incident of this, like, oh, really? like some crazy chromosomal aberration, except that that's not, they're saying that we could have that. You and I sitting here right. could have it. So they, you know, it was a mystery. No, yeah, it's a mystery. It's a sad and, mystery. And most of them are apparently. But you seem okay now. Well, I mean, what? I mean, no, yeah. I mean, general. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was a weird year because that happened, and then I went, and I went almost immediately, and I, I went, yeah, I, I'd made this record towards the end of the pregnancy. The pregnancy, strangers' morning, right? So the that took on kind of weird, eerie prescience in some in some weird way. And people can get this. Record? That, that yeah, the record you can buy. The movies, you're fucked. Um, what are you gonna do about that? When can we? Well, no, I love your work. You can find it's on DVD somewhere. All right. Um, and it's then on I... Netflix. 
No, I don't. I think you have to brand it on Netflix. I don't think they stream it. I have don't. I don't control these things. It was an ugly battle. I no longer had. It was a really ugly situation. Are you gonna? Do you have something you want to do more of directing? And yeah, that was more? what I had intended to do. As, as yeah, somehow I got sidetracked, and now I'm an actor. Oh, really? Basically, yeah. But you've been acting since you were 20. It's an, it was. It was. It was. It was a way. Right, but I made my first film when I mean I wrote my first. I made my first film. Well, yeah, when I was about 24, 25. When was your first acting gig? Nineteen. Well, but, what was it? But I was one? making short film. You know, the idea was like I applied to NYU film school. I just right. didn't get in. <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, and uh, but I always argue it was because it was it was like the last year before they accepted films as part of the entrance uh, uh, requirement. Requirement. Yeah. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. Still. So Still you're growing up, you're going to therapy, you're living with your mom, who's not a therapist yet. Your dad's selling meat, selling meat to hotels and restaurants, right? And you're, you know, you're, you're in, you're here in uh, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. You get to be about a teenager. You start going to the fancy school. Mm-hmm. So when does your interest start in the uh, in the movies? So you say to me oh, that I, you've always oh, so found was, a tremendous oh, release. Oh, like when I was a movie. very little kid. Like what was it? Like what was the what were the ones on loop? Which were the movies that you were like, that's the greatest movie in the world. I got to see that again and again. Well, I mean, it would sort of change. I mean, I think like when I was six and seven, it was sort of obvious sorts of things. Like you know, Rocky. Yeah. But to me, it was like I left Rocky. I mean, you know, saw the saw the movie in the theater, and I left, and I was shadow boxing. Sure. And I was like, I want to be a boxer. Yeah. So you... so I went and took boxing lessons. But then I also started putting on little scenes for my parents. So right. I remember combining both your parents remarried. My father remarried many, many years later, and my mother had boyfriends and then yeah. remarried some years later. So my mother's first boyfriend after my parents got divorced was this guy. And uh, my father would come over to pick me up on on, 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 uh, on weekends, and I would put on little – I'd sell him a ticket. Yeah. You know, sort of make this – you know, kind of make this joke that yeah. I had to sell my, for, my poor father a tic, you know, a ticket to fucking pick me up to see me. He already had to deal with like this – fucking hulking ex-boyfriend right. or hulking new boyfriend of my mother's yeah. and we would perform I literally I, like I saw some kids do Macbeth uh-huh. at the Jewish Community Center yeah. so I made my mother and Werner was the guy's name things Werner. weren't bad enough yeah. um, <laughs> perform a sword fight scene yeah. a sword fight right okay nothing Freudian about that right. for my father and I don't know what the fuck I did I think I directed that one that's um, a that's a good movie right there. <laughs> yeah. And then you I- You weren't in it? You weren't in the sword fight? I don't remember if I participated in it. I'm sure but there you was- you staged the this, this sword fight between Werner and your dad? Ver, Werner, Werner and my mom, I think. Had a sword fight. I don't remember. And you made your dad watch? Basically, yeah. It sounds like a, you know, like a, I love that as a scene. And you're like yeah. nine? How old are you? Oh, I'm like six or seven. Seven years old, maybe. So you were trying to resolve some things. Oh yeah, but I was, I was, I was, but that was the thing. I was, I immediately became like a performer. So yeah. then, so then I would do, I did like, like uh, I did some com- combo, like I did a scene. It was like doing acting class scenes before I knew what acting class was. You know, right. where you do like you, you join an acting class and you do these moments, right? Right, right? And it's like you're creating a kind of an improvised moment, or you have a prop. Yeah. So I was doing that like when I was a very little kid, and so I would, so I did one that was based on one on one, the Robbie Benson movie. <laughs> yeah. And and some some sort of combination of one-on-one and and and, and rocky 
Right. So it was like it was like maybe I ha- had a basketball and then I made myself an egg. Mm-hmm. A ro- but I, instead of an egg, I used orange juice. <laughs> and then I slugged it down. Yeah. And, you know, there you go. Give me a quarter, Dad. Yeah. And let's go to your house right. for the weekend. Um, and then over time, as, as time went on, uh, I would I joined acting classes. I was in plays. And then I became really interested in making films. I used to shoot all these Super 8 films and then and then video when video cameras became available and editing them just for my own sort of pleasure. Um, and that's sort of what I figured I'd be doing. Um, but I have, I have, I don't, uh, I, I, my interest wasn't, I guess, in directing other people's work and I have, I very rarely write. And so every, seems like, so what, what I was getting Why don't at, you write? I have, I don't know, you know, I, I, I do, but I, I have, I sort of have this thing where, um, you know, I, I guess if I'm going to make a film, I guess I feel like I, it has to be a sort of an all or nothing deal. I've never been somebody who could, well, arguably I have some version, I don't know if it's ADD or whatever, but like it's a, it's an all, that's an all encompassing, I mean, you have to set aside. You get anxiety about finishing. Well, yeah, but the thing of it is, is that I, if I do something, I have to finish it. So in other words, I've written four scripts from beginning to end. Three of them I made in the movies, the last one last year. Um, Which one's that? This film that I'm I'm driving from here to the sound mix of uh, called No Way Jose. Uh-huh. So that's the first film since I Love Your Work that I that I wrote and directed. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's not. And you're in it. And I'm in it. This one I'm in. Yeah, I'm not. What's it about? It's about. It's a very thinly veiled version of what would have happened if Ma if Roxanne had kicked me to the curb and I had to go live with these married friends of mine and they're friends of mine who some are actors, some are not. And they're all in it, and it's kind of you know a bit of the Cassavetes thing, where uh-huh. it's my sort of group of people, but they're not necessarily anybody that you you know would have heard of. Whereas I love your work was sort of peppered with, was actually derided quite a bit for how many, how cool the cast was. You right, know? right. Uh, it was sort of a no-win situation. Could we get one? You know, the financier. Could we get one more? How's Vince Vaughn? Yeah, but one more. Really, Vince Vaughn? <laughs> okay. Um, and then in every review, it's all this derision about how many recognizable people are in the movie like every fucking movie isn't like that but right. anyway um so of course this time it was like can i get money for the movie well do you have no and i'm not going to because i'm not going to go down that road and so this was a much smaller even smaller than the last movie we, but you were able to the budget we was... cobbled the financing together and it's very small it's and like we made you it for play her. some slightly heightened uh, version of yourself yeah it's a kind of a it's it's a it's me it's a it's a version of me if i were a little more mexican mm-hmm. um in it, I'm one eighth Mexican. In reality, I believe I'm something like one sixty fourth Mexican. Okay, so it's a it's a guy who's a kind of a washed up indie rocker uh, who now plays children's birthday parties with his band called the Borges. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, his fiance, you know, and he's he's finally going to get married. He's finally going to, and he's about to turn forty, and he's going to commit. Uh, and all signs point to sort of him having uh, maybe not a perfect life, but a life with someone who balances him. He's the crazy neurotic one. She's more stable, you know. Um, but she discovers something about him. Okay. And uh, she kicks him out of the house because it's sort of a deal breaker. And, you know, the, then it's uh, – and then he sort of decides that it was for the best. Well, yeah, I'm better off alone. I'm better off sleeping. You know, I'm a guy who's supposed to be on somebody's couch. Right. So it's sort of that that struggle. Well, that's you know? good. Yeah. I mean, it may not be good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you don't know. Well, how do it you could, it could be it? terrible. What, well, did you cut it already? Oh, yeah. I Some... mean <laughs> – I mean, there's nothing I can do about it now. It's like, it is what it is. Right now, I hate it. I think it's the worst thing, like, honestly, ever, ever made. Not that I've made. I'd be really selling it. I'm sure everyone's very excited. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's just horrible. Um, well, where did it start? How did you end up in like, what was your first movie? Mr. Saturday Night? Yeah, strictly speaking. I always say Days and Confused was because, you know, it's I was in it more. But yeah, technically, my fir- the first movie job I ever got was Mr. Saturday Night. I thought it was all going to change. Oh, mean? I remember. I remember when I got that call. I was like, things are... Remember in The Jerk? Yeah. When he, get, oh, when yeah, he ends yeah, up yeah. in the phone book? Yeah, things yeah. are going to start happening now. How old, well, so how old were you, were you when you did that? Well, I guess I was... 20 about 20 and he played 21 you, i don't remember what i don't played. know what i played either it was it was cut down to i don't even think i speak in it i played julie warner's uh uh, uh little brother but how'd you get involved i played his with... i played billy crystal's nephew? nephew-in-law oh but how'd you like what how'd you make the jump do you got an agent what happened? right so i got so i dropped out so i went to school i went to to, to school in new york I went to or, uh, upstate new york i went uh to sarah lawrence for a year I dropped out uh, my my the girlfriend the woman girl I, I lost my virginity to. Uh, How did that go? Uh, the virginity. Oh, I oh my god! Quick, I, so quick that I'm not sure <laughs> you really that were. I lost it that night. It may have been later on. I don't. Do you know what I mean? Not quite. I'm not sure. I don't know. Oh oh. I don't even know if I was in there or not. It was just. You know what I mean? I do. It was minus time. Yeah yeah. yeah but- yeah, it's exciting that first time. I guess it is. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. I remember I had to tri- I had to trick myself into it was a whole thing. What? Oh God, I don't know. What? It's too ri- honestly. I think it's too soon. I think I could tell that story. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I think I could tell well, you that story. Back in five years? Not even five. That's one of those things I could tell you maybe in one in twenty years. <laughs> it's just it's too embarrassing. It's actually too embarrassing. Mine was pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was quick and it was I was consumed with panic. Yeah. And it was with an older woman. Yeah. Uh, not old, old, but right. she was a waitress at this place I worked oh, at in high wow. school. That's always a coup. I dated a waitress once, and I thought it was the greatest thing. I couldn't believe I, I, I did it. You did it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was it was very quick, and, and I immediately assumed that uh, she was disappointed. Yeah, yeah. And that stayed with me. <laughs> right. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> to this day. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think they're disappointed. I think it's safe to assume that, that they're, they're all, disappointed. They're all yeah. disappointed. Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you, though, if you were being heaved over <laughs> and upon by... For seconds? You just... <laughs> just yeah, yeah, right. Like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so when she dumped me, I was like, I'm going to join an acting class and I'm going to... Learn how to fuck. I'm going to learn how to fuck. I know. I'm going to get a girlfriend. I'm going to get an agent. That's what happened. Right. I got a girlfriend and an agent. But, you know, but yeah, I mean. The, so. It was a weird coincidence where this guy who was in my acting class who interviewed the people to get into the acting class, to get to interview the, the prospective students, became yeah. an agent. It was a total fluke. And, uh, yeah, whatever success, and it's moderate. You've done a lot to of work. mild, whatever, whatever it is. I, it's always been just, yeah, that, yeah, a little. But you're luck. good. You're a recognizable thing, and like it's weird. Yeah, that, I'm fine. I'm fine. I okay. You don't have to get defensive, <laughs> but I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. But get the job done. But it's get funny. It done. You, you served a purpose. That you know, there, there's only room for a couple nutty Jews. <laughs> you served a purpose. What is this, my eulogy? Uh, he served a purpose. <laughs> no, but uh, you, you know what I yeah. mean is that you filled a, there's a place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I never saw, uh, like I never even, you know, like the Jewish thing, right? So I, 
as, as self-aware as I was, and as much as, like, for instance, growing up, I was a gigantic Woody Allen fan. Right. Like a huge Woody Allen fan. Sure. In fact- Had to be. It was, well, it was those films that made me feel, in fact, I had panic attack. I had a panic attack watching Hannah and her sisters- While he was having a While he was having a panic attack. I had to leave the theater. Luckily, I lived three blocks away. I walked home and went and saw it again the next day. Um, but, so he was always a source of real, actual, like, comfort for me. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But, um- but as an actor, I thought of myself as this very, and I still do, actually. I mean, and I feel like every once in a while, like, um, I'll do something like this Fargo TV show where got, people see, oh, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, he's actually like a well-rounded actor. Right. And that's, but that's how I thought of myself. I thought of myself as like an angry young man guy. Yeah. I mean, I was like, that's the shit I was doing in plays. Sure. I was doing, or in acting class. Yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, maybe there was some funny stuff or some neurotic stuff, you know, and 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 definitely if I create if I directed anything in those acting classes, it would always steer towards. But it's that. weird, just as you're talking about this, because I was that I was that way too, but the, in in life and in in comedy or whatever as a performer. But I don't think what we see no is not what they see. No, like I was always angry too, but no one was ever convinced that I right. was anything but this Jewish guy. Right, but isn't some but, problems? Right, but isn't that? I I find that incredibly uh, I th I find that sad. I don't know if it's sad. It's just like you're not gonna you know I'm not going to be like um, sure yeah you you know my my anger as menacing as it may be is still not I don't know there's a the the angry young man thing is uh it's outward. Mm -hmm. I think that like when your anger is is more towards you or it's, <laughs> right, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. It's, you're right. The one thing that's the you, I I missed the part about you're supposed to be angry <laughs> at the world <laughs> and just direct right. Yeah, something I, that's I, more like the angry young Jew. Yeah, right. I I don't know. Fuck this colon. Yeah. Well, God, this colon has betrayed me. Well, just it like. The, and it's true. The, I did stand up three times in my life, right? When I was nineteen. Oh, you tried it? Oh, yeah. Thankfully, thank you know. It didn't stick. No, I uh, th thankfully and 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 for the good of the world, abandoned it. But I mean, my whole shtick it was just, and it would think it was more that I was doing a shtick about what I, what I was trying to bottle the version of myself. I think that you think or think that you're saying that people are going to perceive anyway. So it was hyperbottled. So it was about my colonoscopy and it was about my, right. it was about masturbating. And I was right. Like, but then I was like, you know, I don't have anything to add to the worlds of, of, of those of IBS of those comedy yeah, and, yeah. and masturbation comedy, you know? You have IBS? Oh, horrible. Really? Horrible. For real? Oh, no, yeah. No, for, for real. Look, that's the thing is as much as I want to fight the stereotype, but my argument is, is that I inherited this shit from my mother. The non-Jewish one. This is where I get. Yeah, but I don't. I don't believe necessarily in the stereotype. I. I mean, I. It's weird. I think we're informed, however informed, and and sadly, you know, if Woody Allen is one of your your uh, your qualifiers, if I'm going to use like some sort right. of like recovery word, that right. if if he's the guy that spoke to you, it's hard not to. Uh, sure, in, in, but to me, I had him, and then I also was obsessed with Brando and James Dean and David Lynch. Yeah, me too. And, but and, but you know, you're never going to be that guy. Well, no, of course not. But but I think that. That it's interesting. Those are the guys. So Brando, David Lynch, Woody Allen. I'm just now I'm going off the top of my head. Jay. No, but I like it yeah. impulsively because you know you brought a camera here. Mm -hmm. You know you're you know you're in your house you know, making twelve hour loops. I mean right. there, yeah. there is the artistic life. Well, right. That's I guess that's the thing about sort of talking about acting. I think there are people that that I always feel fraudulent to talking about it. 
Because well, actors, I think actors in general, when they're forced to talk, unless they're... It's not that. I know what you mean. I think that I, I just I, I just feel like it's it's it, it was a passion of mine. You can't it, help but be you. See, some actors, they they're they're sort of empty vessels in a way. Exactly. And so, like, whatever you were going to do, it was going to be hard for you not to be typecast in a way. Yeah, I think. But well, here, here was my thing is I always had something to say. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to say it in whatever it was that I was acting in. I realized years later that that was as an as an actor became less and less interesting to me. And then I would say, okay, if you have something to say, say it with music, right? Say it with writing, say it with art. Say right. it with, as an actor, just do what the director tells. <laughs> yeah, or or find or find something, or make or make a point of trying to find something uh, where you get to act, you get to be somebody's instrument. But the, having said that. Uh, and, and there's something that's really exciting about when that happens. I mean, you, but that's not a full life for me. That's so. It's, see, no, I get it. So yeah. it's it's. Uh, it, I envy those those people. Actually, I don't. I think it's actually. I think those for those people who are more or less empty vessels who need to be filled up by other people's maybe maybe words. maybe empty is like um, uh, the wrong word I want to use because there's a lot of actors that you know when you talk to them they're relatively flat. But it does. I don't necessarily mean that they're dim. Obviously, they're emotionally loaded up, and you know, if they're, you know, directed the right way or, or allowed to do the work, they can. They no, can... I think that the, I think the greatest actors are generally. Ne I mean, not always. I mean, you know, listen to somebody like Peter O'Toole speak; he's couldn't be more eloquent. But I mean, a lot of actors aren't very articulate, right? Because they are, in fact, like a saxophone, right? And until somebody picks them up and plays them, right. that they're the world's greatest fucking saxophone, right. right? I will never be that, right? You know. Um, but also you want to do your own thing too right but it became less of a priority also but ironically the less of a priority it became I also think I became a better actor the things that I'm let's say known for let's say something like Saving Private Ryan I think is not a great performance like there why uh, um, because I'm I, I, the performances got better the less the, the lower the stakes uh -huh. um, some of my better performances you'll never see because they weren't in some high stakes situation like that but I mean what was it like to do that I mean that movie was a pretty big break for you yeah, it was, and then and then you sort of go back, and then things sort of go back to to, to normal. No, I know that, but yeah, I yeah. mean, still, the event itself—you traveled. Sure. You, oh you, yeah, no, the pl the Steven flight Spielberg was fucking was horrible. <laughs> the flight was horrible. I didn't know that we were going to make it there. It was a horrible flight. But and also the you know that scene you know as a Jew and I think as anybody you know where where you're killed by that Nazi yeah. is is so profound is is arguably the most disturbing scene in that movie. And and the most compelling and the most weirdly erotic. Mm. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's a well, fucked up scene. No, that well, see that and and that and there is an example of something where I think, oh, that is good because it's visceral and it felt honest and there was no and yeah, there were lots of discussions about how we were going to do it and yes, there were discussions about how it was going to be hyper real and how we were going to talk and how I really wanted this, you know, whatever it was. But once we were doing it, I always found that with physical any kind of physical scene, you know, that you stop, it turns off the fucking voice in your head or it turns off the director or the editor. That was something else. I had just made my first film. I was editing it for like a year when I went to do Saving Private Ryan. So I kept finding myself giving them shit because I knew that, you know, if you're lying in a gut, if you're lying in a, in a scene, you know, there's a scene where Vin Diesel's killed and that's a 12 hour day, right? So you're just sitting there as rain is pissing on you and you have three lines and you say them 15 different times in the camera, but you know that you have your close up and it was very, you know, it was kind of 
extemporaneously as he shot that in many ways because he didn't storyboard it and sort of thing. It was clear when this was your shot. And like I remember very specifically giving him lots to work with in the editing room. But I also remember not being in the moment at all because I thought I'll give them this look and then I'll give them that look. Then I'll give them this look and that look and he'll have a lot to choose from when this guy, this buddy of mine's dying. Right. But that, and, and, and I'll still do that to this day. I think it's, sometimes it's a, it's a very practical way, and, 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 and I think that probably people appreciate that. But because it, they're not getting one take. They're actually getting several but, takes. But that's, but that's something – that's just being a professional on some level. If you're, if you're thinking about your close-up and it's like a 15-second, 10-second thing. It's true. That's it, true. And that, you know, that, it, that's not an unreasonable way to think of it. But when that Nazi is on top of you – Right. Well, that's the th- – no, that was great. I remember that. I remember walking away and I was like, this is the greatest day I've ever had. <laughs> no, I mean, it really was the greatest day I ever had. Up until that point in my life – the only other greatest day was in Days and Confused when I got my ass kicked. Yeah. yeah. I mean, wh- why? Why are these there? I mean, they're so cathartic. They get you out of your head. Oh, so out of your head. <laughs> so out of your head. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. And then you start crying and yeah. you don't, you're not, you didn't plan to do it. Because there was another day where Stephen said at lunch, we walks by me, he goes, you know, when you find that, uh, that, that thing and you say that's going to be a Shabbat holocaust or whatever, you find that Hitler youth knife, he, he goes, cry. And he wa- he's walking by me at, 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 at lunchtime. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. So we barely shot anything by this point. Yeah. So Steven Spielberg just says, Cry. and you think, and then uh, what flashes through your mind is every weeping scene and every Steel- Steven Spielberg movie ever, and and how good those tears were, yeah. you know, and how thick they were, and how rich, you know, um, and and I'm sitting there, and I can't fucking, I mean, I have they're blowing fucking menthol into my eye. I mean, they're like, I'm thinking of everybody I know fucking dying. I mean, <laughs> cer- certainly it. the collective unconscious thing of the Jew is no longer, I mean, that's just meaningless to me at this point. Yeah. Um, and I- I'm like, well, I know how to fucking shake a lot. Yeah. I know how to shake like crazy. Yeah. Um, and I remember his daughter, uh, Jessica, was like, that was great. And I was like, okay. I have no idea whether it was great or not, but it's like his daughter thought it was cool. It's just like everybody was gathered by the monitor. Like like it was like a family fucking affair. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see if the Jew can cry. Um, <laughs> Did you do it? I mean, I... You know, it's in the movie. You, you make the call. <laughs> you can see it. Um, but then that day, that real, you know, that day with the with the German, that was that was heaven, heaven on earth. Mark. That was crazy. Yeah, that was really nice. It's a crazy, disturbing scene for anybody. Yeah. So, all right, you want to take another picture? Oh yeah, but just you know, ignore me. I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. All right, so yeah, this you're really getting away with this. You're uh, really good at this. I have no idea. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now are you going to marry this girl that you Oh, well, no. We're not. No, we, we we don't we don't need to be married. I mean, you know. Okay. I mean, you know. That's that you know. That's a uh, that's a whole other Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know it's worst. <laughs> no, I mean, I yeah, right. I mean, yeah, it's possible we could get married. I mean, obviously, we've made some sort of, you know, decision to not because we're, you know, we've been together a long time. Right. You know. Um, I, I have a problem. I mean, but it's not, it's not, again, it's not breaking ground here. So I have a problem with the institution of marriage. Sure. But you know, it's, it's a very, it's a very strange thing to me. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's, but you've been married. Yeah. A couple of times. Right. Are you ever going to get married again? I probably would. I, I'm very cynical about the whole relationship undertaking right now. Just relationships in general. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I seem to have botched it somewhat. You know, like I, I don't have any kids. I've been married mm. twice, and now right. I'm fucking fifty, 
And people are like, well, you can still have a kid. I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. Like, I, I would just like to, you know, relax. Right. No, I, listen, I, yeah. I mean, no, I. No, I, I, listen, I, I've had to, had to fight the urge to be a, you know, a totally solitary person. Yeah, I don't, I, I guess, I, yeah, I don't know if I'd be good at that because I don't mind living with people. I like seeing someone there, you know. Well, that's and, the other thing. I mean, I, right. I mean, I love Roxanne very much. It yeah. seems totally bizarre. It would seem totally bizarre to not be with her. But sh- but there, I, I also think I happen to have found somebody who understands that, you know, if, uh, who just understands that I have a very peculiar schedule, both emotionally and quite literally, you know, and, and that's not, not everybody could be with somebody like that and nor could I be with somebody. I've been with people I think who are probably more, similar in temperament and that's just not attainable. no it's quite drama time big big time yeah, yeah. although I, I i think that it also was a way for me to escape my own i think one of the reasons i sort of woke up one day and was like oh shit i'm actually the one with the problem and i've been hiding behind these other women's problems yeah. because it's easy to say like well I picked her up the, fl- uh, you know, I picked her up, up off off the floor because she p- passed out drunk or whatever, and brought her to bed, you know, three times last month. I must be the more functional one. I must be the healthier one, right? You know, I must be the lifesaver, whatever yeah. it is. And it was like, um, or she's screaming at me because you know for two hours in French because my dog shit in her yard. Well, she's a fucking psycho. I need to help this girl. Uh, deal with this yeah but really it's like no 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 that's just her <laughs> and you can choose to be there or not that's true and and you you know and I and I was sort of not dealing with my own shit my own my own you know craziness because it was it was a lot easier to you know sort of play this role of the caretaker that's the ironic thing you were saying like, can you be a caretaker yeah in fact probably to a fault yeah i i get that too yeah. but it's like it, it is a way of distracting from your own problems and then also you know you do it, it it's not done out of some weird nurturing instinct it's literally done to to hold on to somebody oh and, yeah, yeah yeah you know so it's yeah. not like you know i, I do it because i care it's i i do it because i want to please this person yeah and i'm insecure and then when you think the problem with that is it's completely relative to the job you think you're doing. Like if, you know, they get, if they have a bad day, you're like, how, I've done that, look what I've done for you. Right, right. And you're still going to act like right. this. It's just always going right. to lead to that fucking thing. Well, the other thing is, is that if they actually got as healthy as you were, I think somewhat like kind of pretending that you wanted them to be, yeah, they're out of there. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's like, <laughs> it's a fucking disaster. I don't know. You can be in situations where you're with somebody who's so healthy that you don't you 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 don't even realize like that I, I, can somebody be, can can people be too healthy i mean this is something i think well I you know, know. that the point of reference to that for me like always it's not a matter of healthy but but the 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 real the, the most horrifying thing is it's the scene in the kitchen in Annie Hall with the with the lobsters yeah, with the, the first second, one the second, second woman second woman yeah it's a lobster oh it's horrifying <laughs> I mean, that's horrifying that's a horror show that's a horror show I mean, you've been in that situation. That was the worst. It's, it's just awful. It's, it's just like, awful. You ju- yeah, I know. I don't understand. Is that a joke? I just watched that again the other day. You did? It's funny. I almost tweeted last night. Yeah. 
But I didn't because then I was a thought. First of all, I couldn't. I literally couldn't get it in under 140, so I gave up. Um, but also, I was like, eh, it's happened that I've been eating next to somebody, and then they've tweeted about it. Mm-hmm. So like, if I tweet this, but I was basically in the Marshall McLuhan scene last night, except it was with like right, right wingy hipsters. Mm. It was a strange. I couldn't. That's why I couldn't formulate it into a tweet. It was too nuanced. Right. But I had. But I wanted to bring out Marshall McLuhan. Right. But I. I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. And it was a guy not impressing a girl, but his Australian friend. Right. About American politics, mm-hmm. and speaking um, in very black and white terms about their n- not being pl- climate change and about the exchange for what, what was the guy's name that that we 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 got we exchanged for the Guantanamo prisoners. The, the POW. Yeah, yeah. But he said very in very black and white terms, he was saying, so this guy uh, left his base and joined Al-Qaeda. And, but he just said it in those terms. That was it. That was the end of the conversation. No nuance. And I'm sitting there like, well, it's, I don't know that that's, <laughs> and it's just, and he didn't stop. He did not let, finally, we heard the Australian guy speak after about an hour and a fucking half. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, your dinner, you're not having any conversation. No, we're having no conversation. <laughs> you're with Roxanne? Uh, yeah, we're with Roxanne. We're just, and, and she'll say something and I'll just, you can't. I can't. Yeah. I, I just said, help me formulate this fucking tweet because it's the only way we're going to get out of here. The world has to know. I mean, yeah, right. The world, <laughs> the, the, world the 13,000 fucking point one people have to know. Yeah. Um, so you, you're you not having any problem working? No. You mean like employment-wise? Yeah. Uh, not so bad. No, not pretty pretty good. I mean, like uh, I did, uh, uh, you know, I did this, you know, this Fargo thing, which was like more, you know. People this, liked it. They did like it. And, yeah. that, and that was something... You know that I I was like it's rare you do something and and you like it and then other people like it so that was nice and then I did this this pilot for Jim Gaffigan which you know for CBS you know you know Jim sure yeah this so, is the second pilot right and then so now we're doing it after you know a lot of negotiating and sort of back and forth TV Land sort of slash but basically TV Land picked it up and so now that's what I'm going to go do next year Gaffigan's show. Yeah. TV land, TV land. Listen, I could have a whole yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's a little bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. So, the one that they're that, they're airing it on on TV land, and then I guess the same week they're going to air it on Comedy Central because you know everything's owned by Viacom. Viacom. So, so, but but you like it was a good script. Yeah, but I just had a really nice time. He's I a like, great guy. He's a very liked, funny guy. I just like She's them. nice. Yeah, it was, it's a good. It's, and what do you play? His friend. Yeah, I play some guy. I think that it was initially. Like based when they first wrote it on uh, on 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 David Tell. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, but yeah. but now it's just me as his friend, right? <laughs> Basically, um, and uh, but yeah, New York stand-up. Yeah, comedian. You're supposed to be a New York stand-up comedian. Yeah, you think I can handle it? Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, sure. You you can be a Tell. I'd be a pro- you're more talkative than a Tell. I mean, yeah. Well, anyway. Well, that's good. So yeah, so I do that next year. But how many I, are they going to do? I think it's just ten. It's it's, it's, like, it's that's the thing that's kind of nice about it. It's yeah. like I just go and it's like three months in New York. And right. That's it. And knock it out. And that's that. Yeah. I mean, and then you know, if it goes, it keeps going, then fine. Um, but I like uh, I like them a lot. I like Jim and Jeannie. So that's, that's yeah. Nice. He's a he's a funny guy. Um. Yeah. He's a, he's a good in guy. movies. And so and then I so I made this. You know, my my career's funny. It's like you know, I, I like I just got something. Uh, you know, it's like the BBC just offered me something, but I'm not gonna do it because it's 
a lot of flying and it's not enough money. But then if I audition for something, it's usually down between me and another guy and usually the other guy gets it. I haven't gotten a role I've auditioned for in like 10 years. Really? Pretty much anything you've seen me in, I've just, it's been offered. And what you haven't seen me in, I've auditioned for it. <laughs> so all those things, every time you see a movie and I'm not in it. Are a lot of your friends actors? No. Not no. anymore. Uh-uh. Not anymore? No. Back when you were a kid though, running around? Basically, yeah. Yeah. Basically in my 20s. It's interesting because there's a whole crew around your age that, like, everyone kind of grew up and uh, just went their ways. I mean, you know, there was all these guys. There was kind of, you know, when we did Days and Confused, I mean, that was definitely, like, a crew. Yeah. Sort of born right. out of that a little bit. And, um, yeah, most of my friends are, I mean, you know, they're either maybe they're musicians or maybe they're writers or, right. um, you know, yeah. so, some creative people. For sure. But you're doing good. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm doing fine. I mean, the thing, you know, the, the thing is, is, you know, you make a film and it's a very consuming, you know, I, I, I wrote this film over a period of a few years. So I, I wrote it while I was doing a TV series in New York and I wrote it while I, you know, when, once I got back and then, you know, literally June or something of last year, I said, I'm going to make this movie. And it was just, and I don't, and I'm going to make it this year and period. And, um, and so, you know, we went into production, you know, got it together and went into production in October. So since October, so the entire time I was doing Fargo, I was editing the movie in my hotel room. Um, and, um, you know, I've been working on that pretty much nonstop. So now oh, we're in the good. sound mix. So, yeah, I mean, so that's that's the thing. Are that you I'm, doing all the music? Well, I play a musician in it. So the songs that they play, I wrote, but then, and then I'd had to do some incidental shit. So I had to pretend like in the background, there's some mariachi shit stuff. So I posed as a mariachi musician. But to answer your question, no, there's a lot of source tracks in it. So it's a lot of like, uh, but it's not, it's not scored conventionally. It's like if someone's playing a song on the radio, then we hear it. Do you have a title for the uh, movie? No Way Jose. Oh, did you already say that? Maybe not. Well, that's good, man. And the, and fear of flying really factors in for you as to whether or not you're going to take a gig. Well, like this gig. Why are you so afraid? What do you think is going to happen? It's going to crash. Yeah, I think it's going to crash. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I have it I too. Don't even but know. I've, I've had to. De- I just live with it. Well, I live and with I, it too. But I mean, I, I, I no. Once I'm up, I'm okay. It's only takeoff. Really no, for me. that's f- funny. As I'm not. I mean, I, I, yeah, I should be more terrified at takeoff and landing. Landing, I'm great. I'm I like, had a I flight so bad, Mark. I had a few weeks ago that you cannot fucking believe it. No, you can't believe it no, was me on this it. flight. Oh. No, I mean this as yeah. it was landing. Yeah. Because they landed in a fucking windstorm that I heard was knocking over like telephone poles and things yeah. like that. They shouldn't have been flying in do that you know, weather. Do you know they're built to fly? <clears throat> yeah, but let me tell you something. They delayed this flight for a couple of hours. And I look at the weather there and it's like, oh, it's because there's terrible thunderstorms in New York. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, so now we're, we're on the runway and he's like, it's going to be another two hours. And part of me is like, fuck. Another part of me is like, Good. Yeah. Good they do this, right? Yeah, it's safe. Then all yeah. of a sudden he gets kind of giddy, yeah, the pilot, yeah. and goes, hey, we got to, and he says something, I don't know what it means, it's a technical term, we got to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I guess I interpreted it to mean like a window. Yeah. So we're heading out. And I, I quickly checked the weather in New York. No, it's still horrible, horrible <laughs> thunderstorms. So about 20 minutes before we land, he comes on and he's, oh, he doesn't come on because he doesn't have the balls to. Uh-huh. The, he makes the, the flight attendant do it. Yeah. Um, he makes the flight attendant come on and say, so we're going to uh, prepare for landing a little early. Uh, the uh, uh, captain has informed us that there is going to be some very bad. Now, you never really hear it this way. Yeah, some yeah. very bad turbulence because of the weather. So now I'm just, I'm just terrified. And I made some bizarre decision the prior weekend to watch every airport movie in succession. So Friday and Saturday night the, and the weekend before I left, I watched them all. 
Why? And look, it wasn't because one was on, and I was like, you know what? The first one, they're actually not the early one. You yeah. know, pretty good. Yeah, not bad. And it's a funny cast, <laughs> and the time <laughs> period's funny, and and uh, you know, it's just. And then I was like, I was like, fucking what? I, I got to get through these. Like, I never really watched them. I was a huge airplane fan, but it, it, which I'd seen a yeah. hundred times. But it occurred to me, I wasn't getting half the jokes. Mm-hmm. I realize now. Mm-hmm. Um, now you got to watch. So that I went again. all the way through the fucking Concord one, which oh, is. Boy. One of the worst movies I've just ever seen. Yeah. Um, so I don't, and I'm thinking it's so absurd. There's no way this is going to have any actual effect on my psyche because it's too cartoonish. No, how could it? You're already afraid of flying, right? Exactly. Why would you? It's redundant. It's redundant. It's chicken with chicken sauce. Uh-huh. Sure. But as it turns out, I think it did have an effect on <laughs> of course me. It did. Yeah, and. And because there's a lot of stuff that's weather related, you know? So you were just maybe trying to knock out the fear by watching fictionalized versions of plane crashes? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, some sort of like aversion therapy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, I, we start to land and I'm telling, I mean, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I've never seen wings and it's, I don't give a shit how far they can bend. I know that. What were you doing to the person next to you? Well, guess what? What? Slightly grazing his hand. (laughs) Slightly grazing his hand. And then I later find out that he's with the woman in front of him. For some reason, they didn't sit together. And she goes, was that not the worst? I'm not alone in this. I saw, I, I looked sure. on Twitter. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So the woman in front of me said to him, was that not the worst flight you've ever been on? And he's like, no, I've been through worse. But let me tell you something. Yeah. This guy's hand was like mine. Didn't eat, was in his lap the whole time. And like mine was on the little co- yeah. console next to mine. Oh, gripping? Was, not gripping, but a hand there. Yeah. And a little grazing was going on between the two of us. <laughs> Just like a little human touch. Were, were you making sounds? Like, oh, oh god yeah oh big ones because <laughs> i thought also i think and that's what that's when you know you're really scared no, i've done that because because yeah. i like, like to oh. think i'm pretty fucking cool yeah yeah yeah. because yeah. i wear my sunglasses and oh, i got yeah. my fucking hoodie on yeah. you know yeah you and i'm do. all high on pills yeah you know yeah. and i'm like oh god oh god. oh my god <laughs> and those these sounds are coming out of you that you can't believe and i go jesus christ <laughs> like, this is like a bit i used to do really yeah because i had the same flight in uh-huh. cleveland flying into a cleveland <laughs> like uh like uh like the the line that I, I'm very proud of is said, uh, you don't decide your scream. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, yeah. You, you, Who's you, that guy? You don't know what's going to come That's out. That's right. You know, you maybe you have an idea yeah. because of you, you got scared by a spider no. or something. But you don't really know what you sound like scared. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. But yeah. But, but my joke is like, because like in the guy behind me was literally screaming. Like, <laughs> oh, God, God. It was that bad, a flight. Right. And I say that I'm, I'm proud to report that what came out of me when I was... Uh, terrified to the core of my being was oh come on <laughs> yes i've done that come on that's what i said are you fucking kidding me yes i go come on yeah yeah, yeah. because no I have, no but that's the thing and, and and it is interesting because you start to realize that there is this correlation between rage and anxiety because i get super mad and when my girlfriend's there unfortunately dump it on her well i just go i go this is fucking ridiculous and we're never fucking doing this again yeah and, she, and 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 I mean it. Oh, yeah. I think I mean it. Yeah. I go. Ne- and when I got off the plane, I texted her, "Never fucking again." Like it was her fault. Dog watching in Los Angeles, pregnant. That, yeah, yeah. That w- I almost died on this flight. Right, right, right. But I, you know, I will tell you that as we landed, the the plane dipped like this. Yeah. For those who are listening, yeah. that's about a forty-five yeah. degree angle. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just into the ground. Yeah. So as soon as it. Got it all, fl- but I've never been that low to the ground where, where it's doing that. Yeah, I know it's disconcerting. All right, well, you say it like it's. But no, yeah, I mean, I've had a couple bad flights. I don't think he should have been flying. 
but it's not him. It's not his decision. It's air traffic control. So that's, I decided it's not that I don't trust the pilot. I don't trust air traffic control. That's who I don't trust because right. they want to get your ass on the ground. Well, they got to keep it. it going, sure. They got to keep it going. It's yeah. a fucking business. That's right. All right. Well, that's, uh, that doesn't sound like a comforting way to look at it. It doesn't sound like it's going to help. No, it's not going to help. I, I was thinking about going to flight school, I guess. You're, oh, you're going to fly yourself. Or whatever, not actually, but in a simulator. I hear I that know, A lot of people are uh, you know, chartering planes. It's expensive. Oh, no, those go down. No, Dude. those are the ones that actually go down. Oh, they are? Oh, for sure. Do you want to play music or no? Well, sure. Well, what would we do? I mean, like... I mean, I don't know what to... What? I don't know what I would play. We brought all this shit over. Yeah, you said to bring it. You were insistent upon it. No, I you you shamed me over a social network. I had to I had to bring it. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh let Doesn't let's, mean I won't plug it in. We're gonna we can make some sounds. That sounded good, though. I think that we can safely assume that people might meditate to that. They could, yeah, except uh, it was 
a lot of clams on my part in there. Lots of clams. Yeah. Well, clam, I mean, clam I think. Clam Central. I think that should be the, the title of the new record. Clam Central? Clam Central. I think it's, uh, it's the name of my memoirs. I think we did good, man. Yeah. No. You feel good about it? <laughs> yeah, everything? I feel good. Congratulations. On. <laughs> I'm getting through it. I'm getting through it, man. Getting through it. In one well, I, I just, I, I just wanted, I think, at the beginning of this to feel what those people in Europe felt. And I, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I you felt it. I, no, I mean, oh, you don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, then we'll have to cover that next time. Mm-hmm. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Wow, right? So we we tried some stuff. We got out there a little bit. Adam Goldberg, what's happening? Um, that's my show. Go to WTFPod.com. What's happening? Everything all right? Go to WTFPod.com for all your WTF Pod needs. Uh, yeah, get on the mailing list. Get the app. Get the new, uh, you know, the new updated app. And uh, get the free app upgrade. Stream everything. Uh, go to the merch thing at the site. Uh, get uh, you know shirts and stuff for your loved ones. For the holidays. And for God's sakes, have a happy, 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 have a happy holiday. I'm going to be back, though, before the holiday. I don't know why I'm saying that. Why am I acting like this is it? That's the fat talking. Man, I ran today. I ran up the hills. I ran four miles today and yesterday. Oh, my God. I don't think I need to play guitar. We did enough of that. We did enough. Oh. Boomer lives! Boomer lives!